Welcome to the Saved Man Podcast. Stories of salvation in 15 minutes or less. My name is John Weston, and for nearly 45 years I was lost in the world of addictions and degradation until I was found and saved by Jesus Christ in 2009. Now I share stories of my life BC before Christ, not to tell tales of lostness, but to prove that salvation is available to all that are willing to claim it, and that Jesus can meet you right where you are today. Are you a person who finds words fascinating? Well, I sure do. I'll be having conversation and hear a word. I've probably heard 1,000 times before, and all of a sudden it'll hit me. Hmm, that's an odd word. I wonder where it came from. That happened recently when Ruth Ann and I were talking about a deadline for some construction work being done on our addition. Now, I've used the word deadline innumerable times myself. Being in the construction trade, you're always coming up against one of them. The pressure is always on. So, for sure, I've heard the word repeatedly. But that day, something set off my word alarm. And I need to find out where such a strange word came from. Unless you live in a cave, I'm sure you know about the wonder and the curse of our age. Is that all things known are at our fingertips. And I have to admit, I have become as jaded as the next person when it comes to using the internet to seek out the most trivial information. So, of course, when I wanted an answer to this word question, I headed to that impeachable source, Wikipedia. And if this is true or not, here is what I found. Most word nerds, and, and now Wikipedia used some big word, I think it's pronounced etymologist, which I'm sure means a, a word nerd. Anyway, one of these word nerds agreed that the word deadline first appeared during the American Civil War. According to Christine Emmer, um, the word deadline was coined at the hellish Andersonville prison camp and first appeared in writing by Confederate Inspector General Colonel D.T. Chandler on July 5th, 1864. He was describing the horrific conditions in the prison as he wrote this. The federal prisoners of war are confined within a stockade 15 foot high of roughly hewn pine logs about eight inches in diameter inserted five feet into the ground enclosing, including most recent extensions, an area of 540 by 260 yards. A railing around the inside of the stockade and about 20 feet from it constitutes the deadline beyond which prisoners are not allowed to pass as a large portion of this area is unfit for occupation. This is somewhat less than six feet to each prisoner to live within. I was amazed and horrified at the thought of this being the source of this word. 
You see, till recently, we lived in Georgia and have walked the grounds of Andersonville Prison, seeing the very location that D.T. Chandler spoke of. With this knowledge, all of a sudden the word deadline took on a deeper meaning in some ways much more disturbing. From now on, either fortunately or unfortunately for me, each time I heard the word or used this word, I would recall the inhumanity that we as mankind can wrought on one another. But as I reread the colonel's description of the prison, it made me think of something even more sinister. It reminded me that I was a prisoner of sin. And Satan had me in the exact situation as described. Now, you may think I'm stretching the point, but bear with me a bit. When I was living the free life, having no thought of the laws of God, or if I did, reveling in the idea of breaking them, Satan was actually building my prison and erecting a deadline I never dared cross. The difference was that the men in Andersonville knew they were in hell. And if they crossed that line, it meant sure death. In my case, Satan had convinced me that my prison was a place of endless pleasure. And if I crossed the deadline, I would never have joy in my life again. The crazy thing is that I believed this. You see, I now know that being trapped in Satan's prison in some ways is more hellish than even Andersonville. The reason is that those of us who have lived or are living there are convinced that God is our jailer. He is the one who has set up deadlines. He is the one who steals and kills. But the truth is, well, that just ain't true. Here is some truth that I can share with you from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10. In these words, I have found that the lies Satan hath told me are just that, untrue. The thief, meaning Satan, comes to steal and destroy and to kill. Not God or Jesus. He is the one who came, Jesus is that we may have life and have it abundantly. You can check out the words in Bible yourself and see if you do not find the same truth in them that I'm speaking of today. My friends, it, it, it's Satan who steals and destroys. It is he who imprisons. He who lied to me all those years and convinced me that I could not live a life filled with joy and freedom obeying the laws of God. He lied. And I can say this with all assurity because I now know true freedom, more freedom than I ever thought possible, living each day drawing closer to God and living within his laws, knowing that his laws are laws of love, not a burden. So why am I telling you? What does this mean to you? Well, here's another truth I can share, and if you're willing to grab a hold of it, it comes from that same Apostle John's first letter, chapter 4, verse 16. 
each of us can come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God and God in him. That is in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. Do you see it? The love of God is the truth. He wants to abide in each of us, not set deadlines that we can't cross. His love gives us choice and free will to choose our own life and freedom. So if today you are living in Satan's prison, as I did for so many years, you can be sure Satan will not give you these same options. But have no fear, and at least take away from what I have shared. Unlike Andersonville, there is no deadline in any prison that Satan has you in today. Nothing and no one can keep you from the love of God. The fact is, you have an instant lifeline, and his name is Jesus Christ. He's the one who's already crossed that deadline in our place and lives on to save you and me completely. All you have to do, my friend, and, and me too, is believe. Freedom is just one prayer away. And in fact, before I leave you today, I want to pray with you and, and hope that you can take this and take it to heart. There is a lifeline waiting for you. Don't think that you are trapped forever. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, you've, you've heard of what I had to say here today and share. You know that many of us have been trapped behind deadlines of, of hell on this very earth, afraid to cross over because we, we've been convinced that if we do, our life will be miserable. I ask today that you open the doors of love that you have shown to so many of us, to each person who's hearing this, and allow them to have the courage and the, the absolute conviction to turn all this over to the true lifeline, Jesus Christ, and know that he's already saved us and that there's nothing that can keep us from his love and yours too. And I pray all this in Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Saved Man Podcast. Stories of salvation in 15 minutes or less. I also want to invite you to my webpage, my-lostandfound.net. Yes, that's my-lostandfound.net. There you will find podcasts and hundreds of blogs, all stories of recovery and salvation. And I hope you will join me for the next episode the Save Man Podcast. Stories of salvation in 15 minutes or less. Until we meet again, blessings and love in Jesus Christ.